The Z-Ball Podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome into another episode of the Z-Ball Podcast, recording this on a Wednesday evening in Southern California, about two days away from the NBA All-Star break, or about three quarters of the way into the season. A lot of the teams have played around 60 games, so that's about three quarters. Uh, so we'll be discussing some of the All-Star weekend events, like dunk contests and the three-point shootout. Uh, we'll also be discussing the crazy trade deadline that happened last week and on February 9th. A lot of big moves. One of the craziest trade deadlines we've seen in a while. And kind of going over the NBA playoff picture currently and moving into the last quarter of the season and into the playoffs. Joining me to discuss all that from San Diego, California, we got Jay. What up, Jay? What's up, man? How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, it's been a while since we've talked to you. I think we last talked when we went over the finals from last year, the 2022 NBA Finals. Uh, this, of course, is my first NBA podcast since uh, the beginning of the season when I did the over-under, so a lot has happened since then. Obviously, I just mentioned uh, the crazy trade deadline that took place last week. So we'll, we'll start with that. We'll, we'll start with the Eastern Conference, uh, kind of just go over kind of what we've seen from these teams in the first half, first three quarters, excuse me, of the season, and kind of what uh, they did at the trade deadline. So we'll start with the Boston Celtics, uh, defending Eastern Conference champions, uh, currently first place in the East of 41-17. and 17. Uh, They pretty much stood pat in during the trade deadline. Uh, their biggest acquisition was Mike Muscala, getting him from Oklahoma City for Justin Jackson. So what have you seen from Boston this season, and do you think they're primed to make another another run like they did last season? Tatum and Jalen Brown. Uh, I, I, last night against Milwaukee, I, I don't think they were playing really so. Okay, we're discussing the Celtics. So what what do you see from the Celtics, Jay? Yeah, like I was saying earlier, I think they, they look pretty good. Uh, I think you can say with defense, they've been the best team probably in the NBA, most consistent team. They went through all the controversy in the offseason. Um, yeah, they look good. You know, uh, Tatum was playing uh, very well, same with Jalen Brown. Before she got hurt, I think it was his – well, what did happen to Jalen? Like a hit in the face or something? Yeah, I think he got like a facial fracture or something like that. Uh, I I don't think he should be out more than like three weeks, something like that. So. Yeah, but they, you know they have so much depth. You know, I, I love the Michael Brogdon uh, pickup. I think that was so big for them. Um, and then just going with the Bucks in uh, overtime without their two main stars is I think speaks volume of their depth. So I say right now, if I put my money on it, they're gonna make a very deep run in the, in the playoffs. Okay, for sure, yeah, I mean, they've looked really good. Uh, I mean, they have not really felt the absence of Aime Udoka. Joe Mazzula has picked up pretty much right where he left off, and 
and they've been rolling right along, like you said, very consistent. And I think they just got Marcus Smart back for today's game, and then uh, Time Lord Robert Williams has kind of been in and out. Uh, that's kind of uh, the iffy spot for me for them. I don't know how much you can depend on his health, and I think he's a very big part of their team, as we saw last year in the finals, uh, the kind of the trouble that he gave to Golden State. And defensively, they're just a much different team when he's uh, healthy and is able to play 30-plus minutes a game. So I think, yeah, obviously they're definitely in the mix again, for sure. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if they get there again. I don't know if they will. Just because of some other some other East teams that are really good as well, and that'll lead us to Milwaukee. Uh, well, one they, thing I do want to add about Boston, I think you touched on before with the whole Udoka thing. I think coaching, in a certain degree, is kind of overrated. Yeah, as you can see, with just oh, he was an assistant coach, right? The current guy. Yeah, he was an um, assistant. Yeah, I think it's just a little overrated, but not to say you don't need a quality coach, but I think it just kind of it speaks to it a little bit, maybe. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think NBA out of like any any of the other major leagues, I think is probably coaching is probably not as important as those other leagues. Just NBA is pretty much a star league. Most of the time, you're seeing uh, the team with the superstars and superstars really winning out. And then even when superstars are matched up, uh, it's usually kind of a, a battle of kind of the the role players and stuff. So. Uh, out of all the sports, it's mostly decided kind of by the players. Obviously, the coaches have some involvement with managing uh, rotations and egos and stuff like that. But uh, I, I, I agree with the, the coaching sentiment. But Boston, no big moves, but obviously we agree they're going to make a, another good run and they're, they're going to be in the mix again in the Eastern Conference for sure. So well, we mentioned the Bucks. Uh, they had a really good game yesterday, Boston and Milwaukee. It went to overtime. Milwaukee won narrowly and escaped and against Boston's uh, second second unit primarily, I think. And then, well, that's true, man. Yeah, and then uh, Milwaukee, the, the biggest addition they make, they got Jay Crowder from uh, Brooklyn after he got traded from Phoenix. So that's I think that's a... A good uh, pickup for them, and then what do you what do you think we've seen from Chris Middleton? He hasn't really looked uh, like his normal self or like the player he was last season uh, before he sustained that injury in the playoffs or before the playoffs, excuse me. So, what do you see from Milwaukee as they as we move towards the end of the season? You know, I'm not sure what's going on with uh, Middleton. You know, there were even rumors back. I think the last playoff run that he might even come back for like the conference finals, right, or something like that. But since he's been back, I think he's been in and out the lineup the whole year, right? He hasn't really played consistently. Yeah, he has not. He's kind of been starting bench, starting bench. It's kind of like in and out. And he hasn't really, to me, gotten a rhythm going this season. So. Yeah, I'm seeing it right now. He only, it looks like he only has played 17 games in a regular season. So, obviously, the injuries affect him. Um, to me, uh, I always, I'm a big proponent of championship experience. I think that kind of... Especially last year, Golden State showed their championship uh, DNA experience that to overcome that. Potentially uh, up three zero, right? Something. Uh, no, they they would they were gonna go up three one. About to go up three one, yeah. And then obviously they just went four straight. But uh, you know, I'm always a big proponent of uh, championship experience. Giannis is playing another stellar year. 
Um, but I think a lot of it hinges on Chris Middleton. Okay, you know, he's their number two. He can pick up the offensively. I think he's kind of their closer to a certain degree, right? Yeah, I mean, I would, I would agree with that. I think he's the guy that can dribble, play, make, and uh, hit uh, jumpers consistently. Uh, Holiday uh, is a good playmaker. I don't know if his, his jumper is as consistent as Middleton's. And then Giannis hasn't gotten to that level yet where his he's kind of more just he's, he's going to drive to the basket, get fouled, something like that in those situations. And... We we haven't really seen many uh, kind of situations where Giannis is hitting a jump a jumper in a big spot. So yeah, he hasn't been. He's not a reliable jumper. I think teams will take that all day. That, um, they are doing the jump shot rather him driving, kicking out, or whatever, or dunking in. But uh, as you said, I think Drew Holiday is a solid player, but I think he consistently, I think you need Middleton to close games, but. If he can stay healthy, uh, I can see him making the deep run as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Kind of, I mean, Milwaukee, obviously, that, that title in 2021. Uh, last year, they got kind of uh, put, put the brakes on them a little with the Middleton injury. They took Boston to seven, uh, ultimately ran out of gas. Uh, that performance from Grant Williams in, in game seven. A lot of those threes and that it just knocked them out they still almost kind of won and let's see kind of uh what they have going into the playoffs this year uh i think the semifinals team for sure uh but i mean just because of so, some of the other good teams in the east i'm not sure how, how if they can get farther than that but i wouldn't be surprised like i said if, if they get they win the eastern conference against because Giannis, like you said is just continuing his uh, Reign of terror uh, on the entire league. So, yeah, they might try to want to lock up that one seed. Honestly, if they, uh, I know the, the the race is pretty close. I think they're like a half game behind Boston or something like that. Yeah, I think yeah they're like half game behind. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, so I mean, it's going to be it's going to be yeah, case, you know? it's going to be a tough race. Yeah, moving forward and keeps kind of down the line, and it's going to be uh, interesting. Kind of see see how it finishes. I mean. Obviously, you got Philadelphia not far behind as well, like two games. So yeah. they're at thirty-seven and nineteen. So what do you, what do you think we've seen from Philadelphia? I don't think they really made any major moves. Obviously, Joel Embiid is obviously having MVP season as well. Uh, as far as trade deadlines, I don't really see anything. They got what? Not really anything. I don't. I don't think they made any major moves. No, not even. I didn't really see, yeah, yeah. I didn't see I any headlines any, from them. Yeah, yeah I don't think any minor pat. moves really from them. So. Yeah, I think they kind of just stood pat. Um, Arden's playing pretty well, considering his playoff like uh, shortcomings. Uh, I think he's having a pretty solid season. Should have been all star. Is he all star? He is. He is not an all star. No. Oh, he should have been a reserve. It's pretty. Up. Putting up pretty good stats, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's playing pretty good. Obviously, not his MVP level numbers, but still pretty good for a number two, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, but you know, I, I don't know about Philly. I feel like I can't trust him. You know, what I mean. Um, <laughs> but you know, you got Joel Embiid, uh, another MVP type of year. Um, no one's really talked about him for MVP. I feel like. a lot of jokeage talk. But I think uh, Embiid should get some more praise as well. But I don't know with. Uh, if there's a healthy Boston or Milwaukee, I would probably pick them or Philly, honestly, in a seven-game series. Okay. So, 
I would probably say, well, second round ceiling for them, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think so, one like some combination of those teams will be in the conference finals. I think it's probably between Boston, Philly, and um, Milwaukee, in my opinion. I, do, I don't see kind of Cleveland getting there. And my, Miami is kind of like the dark horse. I mean, we haven't seen them fully healthy yet. We'll, we'll kind of see what happens. But going back to Embiid, uh, he was my preseason MVP pick. But I don't know what's going to happen. Are we? you think we're going to see Jokic win... <laughs> Three in a row for the first time since, like, I think Larry Bird did in the 80s? I think historically, he shouldn't be given MVP. I know he's, what, he's averaging triple-double, near triple-double. Yeah, I, I think something, yeah, along the, pretty close to a triple-double if it's not a triple-double, yeah. I know it's number one seed, but, you know, there is a thing that's written by the border for T. And, you know, he's already got it back-to-back, but three times in a row, man, I don't know. It just seems like, I feel like historically, you need to, at least get to the finals or something like that because I think they got bounced. What he? I think he made it to the conference finals during the bubble year, right? Like uh, the bubble or, year, yeah, they got to the conference finals, and then twenty twenty one they got swept by Phoenix, and then last year they lost in five to Golden State in the first round. See, it's stuff like that. I feel like um, I think it kind of impacts uh, MVP voting. What do you think? Yeah, I mean. Definitely, but I I don't know. I mean, there's I don't see that voter fatigue that you usually see for someone that wins back to back MVPs like we saw with uh, LeBron twice. We saw with Curry. Uh, we Giannis. saw it with Giannis, but I we're not really seeing that trend with Jokic. I don't know. I don't know why that is, but yeah, well, why, I'm curious why why we don't see that with him particularly. I think it's because yeah, I mean they had the injuries last year, and then like obviously I think they're now in the one seat, so I think everyone's kind of uh, having more momentum towards him, right? Like last year, they were kind of like shorthanded most of the season. He was the one leading. Yeah. They they got to what, I think the, f- the sixth seed, something like that, or something like that, a seventh or maybe. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I can't, uh, I can't recall. Was, uh, Porter and, and Murray were out pretty yeah. much all of last season, and I think that's why they gave him the MVP last season, and then they're kind of following that up with, like, oh, he's, they're back, and now he, now they're the one seed, so, and he's playing, probably putting up better numbers than he did the last two seasons, so. Yeah. So I think, I yeah, think I'm that's kind of the main it. reason, but I, I don't know, it's, it could be, like, MVP is, right, I, Jokic obviously is a candidate, I think Embiid is a good candidate, Giannis is a good candidate, Tatum, so. I mean, yeah, you got a lot of guys in there, so. If I'm going about money on it, I'll probably say Jokic because that's all I'm hearing, honestly, with these, like, sports journalists talk about MVPs and stuff. It feels like he's pretty much the clear cut or the head of the race anyway. Yeah, I would think, I haven't looked at the odds recently, but I would think he's, last time I looked at him, he was the favorite. I, I would probably imagine that's still the same. He's probably still the betting favorite right now. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I haven't really looked recently, but uh, let, let's talk about um, another East team uh, in the Cavs. So, they, they've really surprised a lot of people this season. Uh, they've been playing really well. I think they've won seven straight. Obviously, that looks like it's going to end today. They're getting uh, smacked by Philly by 25 currently. Oh, they're getting annihilated. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think they really made any 
major moves in the trade deadline either. So they they stand they stood pat, and it doesn't look like they're going to be buying out Kevin Love. So in my opinion, personally, I don't I don't think they're a serious contender this season. I like their roster with. Mobley, Allen, Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, uh, some of the guys off the bench, and Dean Wade, and Robin Lopez, and Karis LeVert, and Okoro, and Chetty Osman, but I just don't think they're as big as of a heavyweight as some of those other teams like Philly, Milwaukee, Boston, and Miami. So what what are your thoughts on, on Cleveland this season? I agree 100% with what you said. I do like their roster. I think they make... Um Good offseason moves. Their teams are relevant. There's 16 games above 500. You know, usually the Cavs are pretty much mediocre. Um, Post LeBron and pre LeBron or whatever. Um, so I, I think there's a lot to for the fans to be hopeful for the future. Um, I like their pieces, but yeah, they're not making a deep run. Uh, I wouldn't bet on it. But Danny Green is still on the rock. I didn't even know he was in the NBA still, man. <laughs> he plays for the Cavs. Yeah, yeah, he was part of kind of uh, some of those trades. I, I think they, that was really uh, the only guy they got. They got him, or I think he got waived or something, and then he, he kind of signed with them. So Yeah, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I think uh, the Cleveland, um, just them making the playoffs pretty, pretty high. See, I think that's something to be hopeful, hopeful for, but uh, no deep playoff run in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, last season they were pretty good as well, but they kind of fizzled towards the end and uh, ended up in the play, and then they ended up missing the playoffs altogether. So they obviously haven't won a playoff game since 1998 without LeBron. So I think they're going to they're gonna end that streak this year. So that'll be 25 years. They'll, they'll win a playoff game without LeBron. So, but other than that, I mean, one series is probably the most they'll win. And Yeah, it's just, I think... Too overmatched in terms of continuity with the other East heavyweights. So, all right, let's let's go to a team that had a big shakeup, the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> they had uh, their big three era ended, starting off with Kyrie, Durant, Harden. They had all of them at one point, and it resulted in I think one playoff series win in four seasons. And all of them are now gone. So they obviously have a lot of new faces there. Mikal Bridges, uh, Cam Johnson. Uh, ben Simmons is still there, obviously. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie they got. Dorian Finney-Smith. So they're currently in the five seed. What what do you expect from them? Do you think they stay there or do you think they drop into the play-in? Well, they're dropping down, man. I think, <laughs> I think they're going down, man. Okay. Uh, I don't see them staying. Yeah, I don't see them uh, staying there. I think they're going to play in at best. I mean, who, who's their best player on the roster now? I mean, their best player, I, I don't know. I mean, it's probably Mikhail Bridges. It's got to be Mikhail Bridges, I think, yeah, for me. Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, him um, and probably Spencer Dinwiddie. I mean, if we were saying a few years ago, it would have been Ben Simmons for sure. But <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's kind of crazy. Ben Simmons, high, highest paid player on the team, going off the bench. Past couple games, I believe. Yeah, it's just nuts, honestly. Um, it's so disappointing seeing him. I think he had a lot of potential to be at least a consistent All Star. Now, like maybe an all time great, but man, just after that whole Philly thing, he just like a mental breakdown. You know, it just doesn't look like he wants to play ball. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going on with him. Before, at least he would at least. Uh 
get to the basket for layups, floaters, stuff like that. He doesn't even do that anymore, right? He's basically just a ball handler now and then occasional a guy that occasionally dunks, right? So Yeah, he just doesn't want the ball. He doesn't shoot. He never worked on his game. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's the stuff you hear about him. Like, it, I think it's Philly days where he just wouldn't work on his game. Now it's just all imploding now. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, yeah, been the trouble for him all along since he's been drafted in, what, I think it was 2016. Uh, never really developed a jump shot and never really became an offensive-centric type player. He was just a guy who was could ball handle, get to the basket, uh, play make, and then, and then in late-game situations was uh, a big liability with his free-throw shooting, his jump shooting, and his basically his stagnation offensively. So... Uh, Brooklyn, yeah, I'm I'm agreeing for sure with you. They're dropping into the seven to ten range. Uh, I think they got obviously it's probably a team that's going to play free, play loose. They don't really have anything to lose going into uh, their last quarter of the season and to, into next season. But I don't really see them escaping the 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 second or the first round. Excuse me. I mean, I'll be. I wouldn't even surprise me if they don't get out of the plan. So. Yeah, likewise, man. Um, they should have just done all this prior to the season, but I can understand why they wanted to try to give it one more go. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> all right, uh, let's talk about the Miami Heat, thirty-two and twenty-six. Uh, this team has really been under the radar all season. Uh, haven't heard much from them. Obviously, they didn't do, really do much at the trade deadline either. Uh, their team is still intact, uh, and they haven't really had. Their full team kind of uh, played all all at once, so it's kind of just been guys in and out, and then uh, kind of some of their guys getting older, obviously, and Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry, and then young guys and uh, Tyler Hero, uh, Duncan Robinson, Bam Adebayo, some of the other role players like Struess and Gabe Vincent. So, what do you see from this team? Is, is you think if this is a team that can get healthy with the ex- coaching experience, the the experience from the 2020 run to the finals, you think it's it's a team that can uh, make some noise with uh, some of the other East heavyweights? What do you think? To compete, I don't know. I, I don't see them really like fully competing in the seven game series. I wouldn't give them the edge. I know they have the experience. They have the veteran leadership. Uh, obviously, Eric Spoelstra is a good coach. But like you said, you know Kyle Lowry. I think he's been in and out the lineup this whole year, or since he, he's been with Miami. I think right. Yeah. And Jerry Butler's getting older. Tyler Hero still hooping this year, right? Wasn't he win six man last year? Yeah, he did win six man. He he's been playing really good. So yeah, uh, I'm not sure about Duncan Robinson. I know he kind of fell off the earth. Is he back in a rotation? I think he's he's back. I think today. I think something like uh, so. so like yeah, he's been, yeah, he's been dealing with well. some injury stuff for sure. Yeah, uh, but no, I I, I think a serious deep playoff run. No, I think they can. No, I, I wouldn't say they would uh, take them, take someone like Celtics, Milwaukee to seven. I'll be, I'll be kind of shocked honestly if they do. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't, I don't really see them. I mean, at at best, they're gonna win one playoff series, I think, and even that, I think, would be a surprise this year. I just think, uh, not much continuity, no rhythm really uh, this season, and I, I think it's gonna be tough. As much as I, I adore uh, the coaching of Eric Spolstra and kind of the. The culture of the the Heat organization, uh, I I just don't see it this season, 
given the other East heavyweights, the three that I mentioned in Philly, Milwaukee, and Boston. So, and then yeah, I, I mean, as, as far as my my side goes, I don't really have any other teams that intrigue me in the East uh, other than the ones we we just went over the six. Uh, what what about you? Any other teams that you think? Maybe interest you. Maybe did something that you liked at the the trade deadline. Honestly, nothing I saw. I feel like the East is a three headed monster: Boston, Milwaukee, Philly. Um, I think one of those teams is going to the finals. Anyone else would I'd be shocked, man. If any other team makes it. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Obviously, uh, Boston and Milwaukee have gone recently. Philly hasn't got gone to the conference finals even. I believe until since uh, two thousand one. So, with AI, really? Yeah, I think that was wow. the last time they went to the conference finals. So I I don't really recall them going to the conference finals since then. So. I know when they lost to uh, Toronto, was that the semi semifinals? Uh, yeah, that was the semifinals when Kawhi hit that shot. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, that was the semifinals. Okay. That was yeah, that was a good chance for them because I think they would have had a really good chance to win it all that season if they. If Kawhi doesn't hit that shot, I mean, yeah, that, that's kind of nuts. Oh, I think who who did Toronto beat Miami last year? I mean, the conference finals. Oh, I guess it was uh, they beat Milwaukee. Oh, they beat Milwaukee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that year yeah, they beat Milwaukee in the conference finals. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, what Doc Rivers is kind of known for second round ceilings is Boston. <laughs> this is one with KG, right? Or no? Yeah, I mean Doc. Yeah, he hasn't really. Yeah. He hasn't gone to the conference finals since 2012, I think. Yeah, when the Celtics or the Heat beat the Celtics that time. So. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, see if we put more pressure on him. But, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he can knock out a second round or something. <laughs> but that three-headed monster in the East for sure. Okay, yeah, I think that's a, that's a pretty fair assessment. Let's let's go to the West. Uh, we talked about this team a little bit. The Denver Nuggets, 40-18, and 18, currently number one. So we, we discussed our Jokic view. Obviously, he's been playing good. He's a great player. But uh, what do you see from them as far as uh, kind of playoff aspirations? Obviously, they had that 2020 run where they lost the Lakers in the conference finals. And then aside from that, they've had uh, health issues. And now they have kind of the full squad back together. Uh, trade deadline, uh, they got rid of Bones Highland. Uh, they signed Reggie Jackson off waivers. I think they got the Thomas Bryant from the Lakers. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. So what do you what do you see from them? Uh, as far as kind of the West goes, do you think they're the favorite in the West, or do you have another team? What What do you think? I would say right now in the West, there's no clear cut favorite. Even though you know they they're forty wins and eighteen losses, but there's no clear cut like favorite for sure. Even though they're the number one seed. I think the West is so wide open, honestly. Um, like, let's say, for whatever reason, the Lakers make the play-in. I think Lakers always play well. I think Anthony Davis always gives you pitch problems. Yeah. Um, historically, yeah, he's just too fast, too mobile. He can stretch the floor. Um, honestly, I didn't like a Thomas Bryant move, but I heard that he uh, wasn't... He didn't like the playing time once Anthony Davis came back, so I could understand why he wanted to move. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, for them, I just feel like they're always like a second round. I can't really see them making making the finals, honestly. Um, especially now since Phoenix got KD. 
You can't count on LeBron if you make it to play in there. That. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a very good possibility that Golden State could be in the play-in too. So, absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah, I mean, Denver. Uh, I mean, obviously, I want to see them fully healthy. I want to see what they have. Uh, but I, I don't know how much of a run. I, I, I think they're definitely. Um, I think good chance they get to the second round, but I, I could see them getting knocked off there even. Yeah, kind of in the second so. round, even semifinals, uh, just because uh, obviously the experience factor is not there, uh, and then obviously Jokic is going to ball. We know that, but and they have a great home court advantage with the elevation, obviously. But I, I I don't know. I mean, just we we haven't really seen them do it for do it before. I guess that's kind of the the kind of what we're seeing and then i agree the west is wide open uh, obviously no team has really taken the torch and uh kind of uh showed out in the first uh three quarters of the season as that kind of like dominant team so uh that'll kind of take us to the second place team memphis grizzlies 34 and 22 currently uh they've been on a dry spell of late i think they've lost uh Seven of their last ten. So, what do you see from Memphis going forward? Yeah, they have been on dry spell. I think it was the, when they lost to the Lakers, right? Or when Shannon yeah. Sharp got in that fight. <laughs> yeah, Shannon with, Sharp uh, with, with Dylan Brooks and John and Dad. Stephen Adams. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Adams. Yeah. Man, <laughs> Stephen Adams. I think Stephen Adams would have whooped Shannon Sharp. <laughs> oh my God, that dude's like super, super big, and he looks like a strong build. Shannon's no scrub either, but I think. Yeah, Adams. <laughs> I think I would kick Adams for sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, maybe it's a sign of a young team that's kind of, you know, they started hot and they don't really have much experience. They took Golden State kind of far last year, right? You know, was it uh, yeah, they, I mean, they took Golden State to six games last year in the semis, and that was with uh, John Morant missing, I think, some of the games. So. Yeah, yeah I remember he got hurt, I think. Um, but, you know, I, I wouldn't say they're the favorites or anything like that. You know, they're so young. Uh, you know, Jaws and Kirby, I love his talent, but they do so cocky. <laughs> uh, incredibly cocky. I mean, I guess rightfully so. Like, he's pretty good. He's high flyer. He's young. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if they get bounced in the second round, depending on who they play, obviously. Yeah, I mean, this is a lot about matchups, for sure. That's I think that's what's going to be the determinant in the Western Conference. And then... Uh, John Morant, very similar to Derrick Rose, but I think he has a better shot. Oh, yeah. So, but obviously, I I really like their roster. I mean, I like, uh, I mean, Dylan Brooks. Obviously, he's a kind of a dirty player to some, and a lot of people don't like him. Desmond Bain's really good. Steven Adams, uh, even going back to his OKC days, always gives Golden State fits, no matter what when he's on the on the court. And then uh, they did get uh, Luke Kennard. Uh, from the Clippers, he's a good, uh, I think, good three-point shooter for them coming off the bench. Obviously, they have Brandon Clark. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is a serious contender for Defense Player of the Year. He's really good as well. So, And then Taylor Jenkins, they have continuity, but obviously, like you said, they're still really young, and I just want to see them uh, fully healthy who, no matter who they go up against in, in the second round, whether it be Golden State, the Clippers, Phoenix, whomever, but uh, I, I think they're going to get to the second round, and it's ultimately going to come down uh, to their health, and ho- hopefully they have their their full uh, assembly of weapons with Morant, Bain, Brooks, 
Steven Adams and Jaron Jackson Jr. as their starting five, and it'll, it'll be fun to watch hopefully a seven-game series in that second round versus whoever they play. All right, uh, third place in uh, the Western Conference. A surprise uh, from the preseason. We have the Sacramento Kings, who have not made the playoffs since 2006. The longest playoff drought in a major sports history in the NBA for sure. They're currently at 32 and 25. So, Jay, what do you think about the Kings uh, moving forward? How do you like their roster? Uh, I'm going to say I'm shocked in third place right now. <laughs> I'm kind of shocked. But, uh, yeah, I, like, I always like De'Aaron Fox. I think he was a good point guard. I think uh, they drafted uh, Alonzo Ball over De'Aaron Fox, right? Was that the, the players? Uh, yeah, I think the Lakers, yeah, drafted him over yeah De'Aaron Fox, yeah. Yeah, I believe so. I think that was Alonzo Ball, but I'm the same. But I think De'Aaron Fox, I think he's a really good solid player. Harrison Barnes, not too bad. I would like Malik Monk. I thought he was pretty good. The Lakers. Yeah, Sorry, Malik play. Monk, uh, Domantas Sabonis. So. But yeah, you know, again, this is a franchise that some franchises just don't go anywhere. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. It's just always like kind of as long as you're relevant, you're mm-hmm. fine. I feel like that's Sacramento Kings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they have not been like, relevant in a very long time. <laughs> like who would they play right now? They would play. Uh, they would play the Dallas. Yeah, Dallas right now. Yeah. I picked Dallas. Oh, you picked <laughs> Dallas? Luka there who has playoff experience. Yeah. Um, obviously, you got Kyrie there as well. As long as he doesn't implode, um, that's a big two-headed monster right there with a lot of playoff experience. And obviously, you know, Kyrie hitting like one of the biggest shots in uh, NBA history. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I can see him not getting knocked on the first round, second round, ceiling. But depending on who they play, they might just get bounced on the first round, honestly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like it's like we said, it's all about matchups. So, and then I mean, the most experienced guy on their team is what uh, Harrison Barnes, probably. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's been really good for them. I really wanted them to make a run at Kevin Durant. I mean, throw like Harrison Barnes and uh, some of the other young guys like like Keegan Murray and Kevin Werder and some picks and see what he could do there in, in Sacramento with his old assistant coach and Mike Brown, but. Yeah, Mike Brown's there. Uh, yeah, that would be interesting if, if we did go there. But, you know, it's, it's a feel-good story for Sacramento. You know, I haven't been, you say, since 2006? Yeah, since uh, Ron Artest and Kevin Martin. Oh, my God. Wow, <laughs> it's been that long, huh? Yeah. Uh, so, again, the the top the fact that they're top three right now um, is a feel-good story for Sacramento Kings. Something to feel good about in the city. Uh, good for them. But I can see easily see a first round exit. Yeah, I mean for sure. I mean it's uh, shout out to their owner uh, Vivek Randive, new arena there. Shout out to Mike Brown. He's definitely in serious contention for coach of the year. He's got to be. And they there's they, who would have thought? Uh, what's about sixty games into the season, Sacramento would be atop the Pacific Division over the Lakers, Clippers, Warriors. And Suns. That, that's pretty crazy. So Yeah, no one would ever predict that for sure. But hey, good for them. Credit yeah. to them. Yeah, good for them. And then I, I just want to see them kind of, they're just, this is season is just about building kind of playoff experience, getting uh, some of these guys his first run, especially De'Aaron Fox. Obviously, DeMontis uh, Sabonis has uh, a little bit of experience with uh, Indiana. 
But obviously Harrison Barnes is going to be the veteran that's going to be carrying them there. And and when they get to the playoffs and in those uh, playoffs games and kind of uh, the leader. But uh, other than that, I mean, not much to say. They didn't really do anything at the trade deadline either. So, so I mean, not... Not really much else to say about uh, Sacramento. Uh, we'll go now to the Phoenix Suns, who made the biggest trade <laughs> of the trade deadline, uh, acquiring Kevin Durant for Cam Johnson, Mikal Bridges, Jay Crowder, four first-round picks, and I think a second-round pick. And they got uh, TJ Warren as well in that deal. So what do you see now for Phoenix with the starting lineup of Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Kevin Durant, and uh, what, uh, Dario Saric or TJ Warren? What do you think? Oh, man, it's going to be so scary. <laughs> I mean, if, there, if there's anything going to pick a favorite right now for the West, even though it's pretty wide open, I mean, you got to see the Suns. You know, they, they've been to the finals. Uh, they had a pretty good regular season last year. And did they get knocked out the first round, second round by Dallas, right? Yeah, they got knocked out in the second round in uh, seven games versus Dallas. So. But, uh, you know, with uh, Chris Paul always being like, really, he doesn't really perform that well in the playoffs, and it's kind of injury-prone now. With KD there, he can take a lot of pressure off of him. The fact that they didn't give up DeAndre Ayton as well, man, that, that's just a four-headed beast right there. It's just insane. And KD is so good. He can acclimate to, I think, any team. He doesn't really need to, like, time to adjust, you know what I mean? I think he just, he just goes in hoops. Yeah, I mean, KD's, uh, I mean... Uh, I know that word gets thrown out there a lot, uh, Hooper, but I think KD is kind of the the poster boy, the true definition of that. I mean, he can really just sink into any offensive system, any team, in my opinion, and then just just go in there and hoop. Obviously, he has some of his uh, off-court stuff, social media, getting into with other players, but when the game time comes around, uh, he shows up and he plays. And, oh, yeah. Uh, well, of course, and, uh, Shout out to Key this year from the mid range. He has been incredibly lethal mid range. If you check his shooting percentage, just mid range, he's been an assassin. Yeah, I mean, and then they have Booker and Paul. They they're really good mid range as well. So three really good mid mid range shooters right there. And then yeah. DeAndre Ayton as well. He's he's uh, a guy that plays in the paint. He's not uh, one of the bigs uh, of today's era who kind of stretches the floor and shoots threes. So he's more of a post guy and plays inside in the paint and more of kind of an old school big. For sure. They can stay healthy. They obviously, they can make a deep playoff run. Uh, like you just said, they had Paul, Booker, and um, Katie. And all of them create, can create their own shot. So come playoff time, you can create your own shot. That's such a big luxury to have. Yep. Um, and they got three of them. So if they can stay healthy, um, I can see them definitely. I wouldn't be surprised if they come out the West. Uh, Make a deep playoff run, but dang, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little bit jealous when I saw I only got a KD man. That was kind of shocking. First thing I saw in the morning. Yeah, I mean that was that was a pretty uh, crazy trade. I mean, a lot of people on the East Coast uh, kind of just woke up to that news of of uh, him getting traded. I woke up to that news. Uh, I think you you let me know <laughs> via me text yeah, message. I, know, I saw the first thing around yeah. 3 a.m. I woke up. I, like, oh, I, shit. Yeah. I, that was like the the night I decided to sleep early for some reason I don't know why, and KD got traded. <laughs> yeah, that was nuts. Uh, they turned around so quick. Um, I think this is one of his 
prior when he requested a train in the summer, this is his number one destination, right? He wanted to go to the summer. Yeah, I think, yeah, like in the summer, yeah, I think that this was, I mean, uh, I guess Phoenix has been linked to, to th these guys a lot. I mean, I, back in 2017, they were linked to getting Kyrie Irving possibly, and now even in this past summer, they were kind of linked uh, as one of the destinations that would make a serious run at Kevin Durant, but then uh, they didn't trade him then, and then now they finally yeah. decided to blow up the whole Brooklyn experience, and now he's off to Phoenix, and this is literally, yeah, this is uh, all in for them. Uh, give up uh, a lot of draft capital, uh, Chris Paul aging, uh, minutes are down, Kevin Durant obviously hurt as well. Uh, he has not played for a while, so just want to see him back at late February probably, or early March, and then uh, get in one month kind of continuity and uh, build that towards the playoffs, and we'll see what seed they fall into and who they match up with in the first round. You know, who, who's the general manager for the Suns? Is it James Jones? It's James Jones, yeah. And Sean Marks, is, were they teammates at the Suns? I think they might have been at some point, yeah, with Steve I Nash. Yeah, it sounds familiar. I wouldn't be surprised if he just like, helped each other out, man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, who knows? Who that's knows? that's why he was linked. To, uh, Kyrie was linked to Phoenix that time. They thought uh, James Jones just retiring from uh, Cleveland that time was gonna, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, was gonna kind of uh, help, kind of uh, negotiate or kind of uh, foster a deal between the two teams. So. Yeah, and hopefully KD gets what he wants. No drama, just just hoop, man. Yeah, I mean, KD. I mean, he's been spectacular when he's played this year. Uh, when he before his injury, he was kind of in the MVP mix as well. I mean, playing really well, and Brooklyn was playing. Run, sure. Brooklyn was playing really well too. I think they won like eighteen of twenty games, something like that. And then that's why I was like very surprised just to see this whole thing get blown up. I thought they'd at least kind of just make one more run at it, but I guess uh, they had other plans. <laughs> oh yeah, Kyrie had other plans, man. Kyrie. <laughs> Okay, let, let's talk about Kyrie. So since we're we're kind of on the on the subject, obviously he goes to Dallas. Uh, uh, Brooklyn gets Dorian Finney-Smith, uh, some uh, draft picks, and uh, I think do they get another player in, the, in that trade too? Uh, to be honest, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. I, all I know is I feel like uh, okay. Yeah, they got uh, yeah Spencer Dinwiddie as well. Yeah, and Dorian Finney-Smith. Yeah, so Dorian Spencer Dinwiddie goes back to Brooklyn. So. Uh, obviously, I think I, I like the trade. I just think we talked about guys who can create their own shot. I mean, that was kind of my knock on Dallas going into the season. That's why I didn't think they would hit their over-under total. Just because they, late in games, they really only have Luka as the, as the guy who can kind of create shots. And obviously, Spencer didn't really could do it a little bit. And they lost Jalen Brunson. So now they get Kyrie. So they become... Uh, harder to predict offensively down the stretch in late in, late in games. So I think that's a, a good uh, pickup for sure. But obviously, like we know, uh, Kyrie, he's an excellent player. He's a good ball handler, a spectacular watch. But uh, there's usually off-court drama that he brings. So let's see if he can have a consistent four months with Dallas, and let's see what what decision they have for him at the end of the season. What do you think about Dallas, possibly, of their playoff prospects? You know, they got a lot of talent. I love their duo. Luka, obviously, uh, you know, probably the best young player under 25, I think, right now. He's probably the best under 25, right? Yeah, I'd say that's pretty fair. 
to say that. And then yeah. I'll, obviously, Kyrie, great talent. You can't deny his talent, man. It's just incredible. His skill set is like, you know, bar none type type player. But it's all the baggage that comes with him. It's, it's tough because I feel like Lakers were really the only ones to roll the dice, wanted to roll the dice and give him that extension that he wanted. But obviously, Dallas came in. They scooped him up. But, uh, yeah, can, I guess the main question is, can Kyrie just go out and play ball and just not be a distraction off the court? Uh, my money is he's going to be a distraction off the court. <laughs> just like just ruin that chemistry potentially. Um, he was playing with KD, one of his best friends. He couldn't even keep his mouth shut. Like, what was the best he did? Like a month, month and a half. Yeah, I mean I, that's why I just I was just very like flabbergasted about the trade. I'm like, what? The, what's the reason for like this trade request? I mean, you guys are balling. I I really want to see you guys have like just one run at it. What I mean, like, what's going on here? Yeah. So, it was so disappointing. We were even saying, like, man, just give KD one year, one good year. He couldn't even do that. He gave him, like, one good month. Um, but, it, you know, it, yeah, I was shocked. It, it's unfortunate. Yeah, KD got fleeced by Kyrie, one of his best friends. It's like, he just played ball. Um, but he just couldn't do it. But I guess he wanted, the rumor was he wanted to extend it. He wouldn't give it to him. I think it was, like, only partial guarantees, right? Not, like, fully guaranteed money. Yeah, I heard. Red. Yeah, I think they were. They were probably. I think they were putting like a games restriction or something for him to get Just guaranteed money, something, something like that. that. Which I, I don't really. I don't know if I blame them really. So I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. Um, but to just request a trade like that, like to demand an extension when you're only on the good behavior for like a month, month and a half, it's kind of ballsy in Kyrie. But yeah, Kyrie's a different breed, man. He's built different. Um, he kind of works at his own pace. Um, There's a lot of risk reward type of scenario with them, but you know, again, can't deny the talent. But man, I just felt bad for Katie. He's like, yeah, I mean, one of the reasons why James Harden asked it out was because of Kyrie, right? Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, he he didn't really want to. He probably didn't know what he was signing up for. I mean, when he was going to Brooklyn, and then he he saw in the first couple months or when he was there or something or first year. Or the only, I guess the, he was only there for a year, something like that, right? So, and then before he got traded to Philly, and I guess he he really didn't want to be a part of it. He, he like he said, he didn't think he was cut out for it. So yeah, yeah. I think Dallas can offer him the max. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that, that'll be interesting for sure. Uh, I mean, but let's kind of go back to Kyrie. I mean, obviously he had that situation at the beginning of the season. Uh, obviously, I, I didn't agree with Kyrie at the beginning how he handled that. But then I think he got, he kind of got, uh, they kind of uh, did did him wrong as well after he kind of made that apology on Instagram and then, that said he has to do all that crap, like meet with the Jewish community, meet with the Jewish leader, and that, that type of stuff. And then I, I thought that was a bunch of baloney uh, for him, I, I guess, I'll to be fair to him on that end. But other than that, I mean, he his basketball situation since uh, the summer of 2017 have not been very, I guess, potent, as we can say, or stable. And that's very ironic because that's really the reason why Durant chose Kyrie in the first place to team up with him in 2019. He said that Kyrie is, uh, 
a pure basketball player and he just wants to go out there and hoop without any other distractions. And that's <laughs> that's 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 very funny hearing that now in kind of retrospect considering what has happened since the summer of 2017 the last five and a half years in every such basketball situation Kyrie Irving has been in so <laughs> and I it's just, it's kind of reach yeah it's just crazy yeah I mean I I just feel really bad for Kevin Durant obviously I think I, I, he probably, sh- sh- in retrospect, should have stayed with the Warriors and would have kept dominating. But, I mean, also in that situation, a lot of people were uh, uh, criticizing him for signing with the Warriors. So I could kind of see why he kind of left and kind of wanted to do on his own. And he chose he chose Kyrie, and <laughs> Kyrie let him down big time. And they were not t- able to ever make any noise in any of the playoff runs. Uh, the closest they, was, they got was when... 2021 when Kyrie and James Harden both got hurt and Durant was uh just slightly on the line with uh his big toe and that game went yeah yeah it's crazy pretty stuff but that's just how the NBA rolls man yeah I I guess that's just how it goes I mean so a lot a lot of teams uh and dynasties or or potential dynasties are broken up before they ever even begin. So, and windows uh, are really short, as we've seen. So, definitely, man. All right, so let's move on. Uh, let's talk about the Warriors. They're the defending champions, and we haven't even really talked about them yet. Uh, we're fifty minutes into the podcast. Uh, so, obviously, for the Warriors, we we haven't really seen them at full strength. They're currently at what twenty nine and twenty nine. Sitting in what the eighth seed, I think, or the ninth seed in the West. Uh, and they yeah. they lost last night to the Clippers. Uh, obviously, Curry's been hurt. Uh, he's still going to be hurt for another, I think, couple weeks. So when when we get their whole uh, lineup back with their their starters, Curry, Clay, uh, Wiggins, Draymond, and Kevon Looney, uh, do you think uh, are should they be considered the favorites? Uh, obviously, being the defending champions and having that core, that experience, kind of that championship DNA, and they obviously did get back uh, uh, in the trading deadline. They got back Gary Payton the second after kind of some uh, kind of um, miss uh, some bad details about the his physical and stuff. So they ultimately ended up going through with the trade, getting rid of uh, James Wiseman. So, should they be considered the favorites in the West? What do you think? You know, uh, to say the favorites, I want to say, I mean, they definitely have the edge. You know, obviously, they're defending champs. They haven't been healthy. And when they're healthy, you know, I, I like their starting five. They're, they're so obviously, they went all the way. Um, but I would, man, like, I guess you could say they are, they are the favorites to a certain extent because if, if they're healthy and they match up with, any of the top, uh, whatever, uh, the top seven seeds, uh, I feel like you got to kind of give them the edge a little bit, right? Yeah. You can face someone like Phoenix, uh, you know, like ben, I feel like Golden State has a lot of depth. But again, I'm always a big proponent of uh, championship experience, and obviously they have it. Been there, done that type of thing. 
Yeah, I mean, and what's wonderful for them throughout this uh, what run that they've had is kind of the bench guys, the good defense, continuity. So they get that back with Gary Payton. Uh, the second he'll be ready in a month, I think, and then obviously uh, we see we've seen we saw what Wiggins could do uh, kind of last season, and then they still have Iguodala there. Uh, some other guys that I think have been really good for them uh, off the bench as well have been Jermichael Green and Dante DiVincenzo. And I think Kuminga is uh, uh, starting to play uh, good for them as well. So I think they feel like, to me, uh, the Lakers, like what the Lakers were in 2021, kind of some injuries, uh, not really building a rhythm. And then they land in the play-in and should probably and will probably be favorites against uh, <laughs> whoever they match up against uh, in, the, in the first round, so. They kind of had that vibe to me. I I don't. I'm not saying they're gonna lose in the first round like the Lakers did last season, but they kind of have that vibe to me, like what the Lakers did and like what the Lakers uh, vibe was in 2021. That's fair, for sure. I say that's fair. Uh, if you can stay healthy, yeah, you, you gotta consider them the favorites really to match up against for sure. Uh, a lot of questions for them in off season. I think like, wasn't Clay on his last season? Yeah, Clay Draymond. Yeah. Draymond. So, It'll be interesting to see. Uh, you might see the the core broken up. I, I don't see Draymond there. Yeah, I mean, Dr- Clay. I, I think know, I, I think Draymond. I, I think has pretty much accepted that he's gonna, probably not going to be there. And I I just think internally, uh, going back to the Draymond Jordan Poole stuff, I don't think they're as enthralled with Draymond as they were before, just because obviously he's getting older. His defense is still good, but it's not probably to the the level it was when he was winning defensive player of the years and i i don't know if they're really want to put up with it and then i can't i can't imagine that they're too happy with his relationship with Le- lebron james as well so yeah uh, i don't want to see him on the lakers though honestly <laughs> depending on the contract but i'm assuming he wants a big contract Probably yeah i don't know i mean clutch client uh the relationship with lebron he could very well could end up there, so who who knows? But I wouldn't be surprised. He likes the spotlight. You know, he's he's part of the new media, the more exposure. Maybe yeah, new way. media. The I guess the modern day Charles Barkley, but his game is not as good as Charles Barkley's probably. But. Oh no way! Yeah, offensively, <laughs> no way. But uh, I the one thing I'm more curious about Clay is is this the end for him? Is he going to go elsewhere as, as well? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Clay. I mean, we've seen flashes. I, he hasn't really. Put, a, put together a consistent stretch. I mean, he's still... And then he's kind of also kind of... They're, like, just kind of figuring out, like, which guys they're going to ride with. Obviously, Jordan Poole, his emergent kind, kind of confuses that as well with the Clay situation. So... I agree. Yeah, yeah for so sure. But this might be the Clay you'll see from now on, you know, with two... Well, he tore his ACL, right? And then he tore his Achilles in the same leg or the different leg? Uh, there are different legs, yeah, so... Well, either way, bad, right? Yeah. <laughs> Both legs. I, yeah. He's never going to be the same player he once was, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, yeah, this could be, like, I mean, he could prob- probably have to, be, like, adjust like Grant Hill did, right? Exactly. Kind of yeah. become a different type player, and then that will lead you to kind of continuity. But, uh, but uh, I can see him coming back to the Warriors, though, just because I feel like he had better rapport with them rather than Draymond to make him a discount. Yeah, I mean, I I could see him. I mean, uh-huh. he's he's like the one of the lowest maintenance, I guess, or former superstars that I've seen. 
Yeah, and he's yeah, he's yeah, very under the radar, low key type guy. It seems like everyone likes him. So, and obviously he's been, as we know, a big part of their dynasty. So, I would be surprised to see him go. But Draymond, I think it's all but a certainty, especially after the Jordan Poole situation, that he's going to be uh, somewhere else, whether it be back home in Detroit, uh, in LA with LeBron, or or somewhere else, or whoever gives him the most money. We'll see. But so let's let's uh, speaking about the Lakers. Let's talk about the Lakers. Obviously, very disappointing, uh, and a lot of injuries as well. Uh, kind of a lot of stuff going on with uh, the body language of Anthony Davis. Uh, the Russell Russell Westbrook is finally gone. Uh, a lot of new additions in uh, Rui Hachimura, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, uh, D'Angelo Russell is back. Uh, they also got uh, Mo Bamba. So, what do you what do you think about your Lakers, Jay? Uh, and do you think they'll get into the play in? They're currently, I think, two or three games out. I believe so. They're they're only above Spurs and Houston Rockets, FYI. But yeah, <laughs> other than that, uh, would I like the moves? Yeah, I like the, the moves. You know, obviously we know the Russell Westbrook trade was a disaster. I mean, the day they traded for him, I think I texted you. We texted each other. It's just not going to work. Yeah, and it didn't work. You know, I think it to. I think this got to be LeBron. I think ownership. I think he pushed for Russ to yeah. come to LA, and obviously it didn't turn out well. Um, in some ways, he was a scapegoat for Lakers' poor play. Though it wasn't all him, obviously. Yeah, but for a guy that gets paid that much, you got to take. You got to produce wins. I think you got to produce on the court. Even though he was pretty bad on the court, but uh, I do like their moves. I do like D'Lo. Um, I think he's a better finisher at the rim than Russ at this point. He's obviously a far better shooter. Uh, I like Malik Beasley, uh, good wing guy. Louis uh, Hachimura, another young wing guy, lottery pick uh, a few years ago. Yeah, I think like three uh, years I, ago, yeah, something like that. So, so I definitely like the moves. Um, I think last year Lakers had the oldest team in the NBA, right? Yeah. So I think. Now with their trades, the only player over 30, I think it's LeBron. Yeah, that's right, yeah. LeBron is the only one over 30, and then uh, the other, the other, the oldest one after that, I think, is, uh, uh, I think, Schroeder. Oh, Schroeder. It's yeah. probably like 20, 29, something both, like that. Schroeder and AD are uh, both 29, yeah, so. Yeah, I do like the moves, but does it really push the needle, so to speak, like to put them over the top? No, I don't think so. Um I do like them if they can stay healthy. Like, let's say they play at Denver. I'll take the Lakers. I'll put them on my own Lakers, for sure. Yeah. They always give them problems. And obviously, with LeBron, you just can't count them out. Uh, you know, Pops in, obviously, breaking all these records, scoring records. He haven't played since that game, I think, though. He has not, yeah. I mean, I, I don't... What's... I mean, there's, like, some a lingering foot issue, so... I don't... What, what do you yeah. think about that? I mean, because uh, they can't really afford to lose games with only I think twenty four games left. I mean, they really have to make like a sixteen and eight type run. I think to yeah, they every game counts. Obviously, you know they they lost some kind of close games. Even like New Orleans, OKC, Portland was an absolute just embarrassing to. Get blown out like that. Yeah. Totally embarrassing, honestly. Uh, AD has been so nonchalant, so not engaged since LeBron uh, broke that record. And I think you saw the video, he was just like sitting down. 
Uh, yeah, a that, record that probably is never gonna be broke, broken again. Yeah, that was very odd. Yeah, I mean, kind of what happened with and he said. He said later on it was because they were losing. To I don't think so. I don't buy that yeah. at all. This is I don't know. I mean, that. I mean, he 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 played really bad that game too. I was at that game. I was in attendance, and he he oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was getting outplayed. He got outplayed by Mike Muscala in that game. So yeah. uh, he didn't really help his case. I mean, the way he played that game. So. Even since then, he hasn't played particularly well, in my opinion. Um, especially last night against, oh, not last night, uh, Monday, I think, against the Blazers. Yeah. Like, he hasn't played well. I'm not sure what's happening with him. There's, I've heard some people say his name got brought up in trade rumors, and he's upset. Yeah, I mean, that him? could be it. I mean, I think they probably, they might have just floated his name to Brooklyn for Durant. <laughs> Uh, and then I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah, yeah, and he might have caught wind of that, and he was probably really angry about that. And then, uh, I mean, let let's kind of see what happens. But obviously, I mean, the talent is there. Uh, they don't really. They need to stop making excuses, and they need to get on this uh, a good run in the last twenty four games. And I I think they will end up in the play in for sure. I mean, the Jazz will probably start to lose games. I think just because of all the trades they made, and then. Yep. I mean, I mean, OKC. At some point, they're probably going to shut down Shai Gill just Alexander, right? So that would make sense. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think they're resting. My theory is they're resting the Bronto after All Star break. Really, they could make that final push. Yeah, I mean that. That's. I mean that very well could be it. I mean because uh, after the All Star break, they probably don't play until what next Thursday. Think so. Yeah, the that will be the final what twenty three games of the season. The last what six weeks or something, or five what weeks. Does say? Playoff mode activated. <laughs> <laughs> it's go time. But uh, to be still in the top ten conversation, what at a top five maybe, right? This is just insane. Yeah, I wouldn't say ever. top five. I he probably on the top ten conversation, but. Yeah, that yeah, that's incredible. Year twenty. Uh, what what are your thoughts about uh, people bringing up the storyline about LeBron uh, breaking the record and comparing him to Kareem, who only made one three pointer? So, what what are your thoughts on that? You know, uh, yeah, I saw that only one three. Kareem did it the old fashioned way, right? Just uh, yeah. hand one buckets, right? Uh, but you gotta give uh, obviously damn, a bunch of twos. But I would give obviously LeBron an edge because. LeBron's still playing at a high level at like thirty-eight. How did how old did Kareem play till forty? Uh, I think Kareem played till forty or forty-one. Or I I'm not sure exact. So I think Kareem is seventy-five. He retired in what eighty-nine. Yeah. So that was what thirty-four years ago. So yeah, forty-one. If my math is yeah. correct, yeah. But he wasn't playing at a high level like LeBron is year 20, you know? Like, oh, yeah, no, nobody insane. was... Pl- I don't think anybody in NBA history is playing at this level in year 20. They, yeah, man. Just, the level LeBron just, is playing at, so... Oh, yeah, absolutely, but I, I think we shouldn't take anything away from Kareem. LeBron is LeBron, Kareem is Kareem, but, man, that longevity, you know, taking care of your body. You see, obviously, he was fortunate not to do with maybe major injuries. We know since he's been with the Lakers, I think this is the most games... He's missed right since he's joined. Yeah, I mean, for sure. That first season, he missed a lot of games. Uh, The 21 season, he missed a lot of games. This season, he's missed a decent amount, so. Yeah, and obviously the one season where they did win the chip is when COVID went down. They shut the NBA for, like, what, two, three months? Yeah, four months, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, something like that. But uh, yeah, obviously impressive. Uh, the longevity, the efficiency. And LeBron wasn't even known as a scorer coming yeah. to the league, you know? No more as a facilitator. But, um, you know, more chips. Should have been more MVPs for LeBron, I think. But again, the, I think the Warriors the team kicked in. Yeah, I, I think really the only one that, uh, that he sh- probably should have won that he didn't was 2011. And that was he just was? because... Off the, yeah, Derrick Rose. That was just off the hinges of uh, the decision, and I think the me- a media campaign going against the Miami that season. So yeah, it's um, it's like a politics favoritism. I don't know. I, I don't agree with. It. So that's why I think it's weird why Jokic is not getting that type of narrative, so to speak. You know, like Roger Patino. Anyway, is what it is. Yeah, and another thing about that LeBron and the three pointer. I I think. Obviously, that I get the math part of that. Like, obviously, it's pretty impressive. Kareem never got to that point, not hitting a three. But I just don't understand why that needed to be brought up. And it seemed like it was kind of just a, a narrative built to undermine another LeBron accomplishment. Because I think if Steph Curry is in that place, I think they're, they're probably arguing it the other way, saying that, oh, it's impressive that Curry's gonna about to break this record. He's a more complete player than Kareem. He shoots threes, he shoots jumpers, stuff like that. But in, in LeBron's case, they're using it as a negative towards LeBron. And I, I didn't really get that. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's more skilled to shoot a three, I think, anyway. But, um, but I can see why people can make the argument. But I don't think it's a legitimate argument. But uh, I just saw recently, Michael Jordan actually didn't hit a lot of threes. He hit like over, around 500, I think. He did not know. Yeah, I mean yeah, they didn't. Was... They didn't really start shooting a lot. Uh, uh, I I mean probably teams like probably, like in the eighties, like teams probably shot less than what like Curry is shooting a season from three, like attempts. Oh, yeah. even. So oh, for sure, it's a whole different ball game. Uh, yeah, nowadays. it's a, a shoot first mentality with um, three point quickest shot. But uh, yeah, I just feel bad for LeBron. Just wasted Lakers wasting all these great years from him. Yeah. Uh, he would have been an MVP for sure candidate if Lucas just had a better record. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if they were yeah in the top five, yeah, he would definitely be a candidate. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> when you're sitting in thir- 13th place, you're not you're not really going to get any MVP love at all, let yeah, alone any sure. all-NBA love. Uh, let's see. Well, let's see about that. So. We'll see. Uh, I think how much years does LeBron have left? One more or two? Yes, two, right? Ah, uh, I think on the on this, I think another year after this with the Lakers, right? On this extension or something, or or is it or is it two after this? I forgot it was one or two, but it's supposed to line up with Bronny, so he can go anywhere where Bronny wants. So uh, okay. what's Bronny right now? Is he a senior or a junior? I believe he's a senior in high school. So Wait, that's, that's right. I think he's doing the McDonald's challenge thing or something like that. Right? Yeah, the McDonald's uh, All American game. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. He's a senior. So, but, yeah, I think he only has one more year. Then LeBron's going to go wherever Bronny goes after he plays one year of college, yeah. right? That's, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, yeah, <laughs> we'll see. I mean, whatever. We'll see how LeBron is playing at that time. Obviously, I think he's definitely going to get to 40,000 career points. Uh, we'll see where he ends up ultimately when his career ends. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, if you were to pick one player, I mean, who do you think makes a run at that, at that record? Or gets close, even. Right now? Yeah, or any... Yeah. Uh, 
Luca. I don't know. Luca's dropping his mad points. I'm not sure where he's at, but yeah, I mean, gotta be on pace for something. It's gotta be. Uh, Luca's really the only name, just because. I mean, all the other players are either really old or or getting old in their mid thirties, like Duran and Curry, or, or like Westbrook, Harden. Those guys are like in their mid thirties too, and then. The other guys like Giannis and AD, they're kind of like mid-career, so and they don't really have the points. So it's got to be like Luca. He's he's a guy that kind of started off scoring, but even I think, even him. I mean, I think he's missed like some games like so far in his five years to to injury. So I I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll see, but. It's not gonna be broken in a very long, very long time, man. Yeah, I mean Kareem held Kareem held it for thirty eight years, and then yeah. so or thirty nine years almost, yeah. So Luca's not like in shape like LeBron. LeBron was like in shape right when he got in the league. I felt. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Luca. I mean, <laughs> still still drinking that sweet tea and stuff. So he's he's <laughs> gonna make adjustments to yeah. his body, his dieting as he gets older. He's only twenty three right now, like you mentioned. So, I mean, we'll see how he kind of uh, takes care of his body. And, I mean, I would imagine he's going to start having to. But, I mean, we'll see kind of what happens with that. A, yeah, I don't know. I would just say Luka is the favorite if you're going to pick someone. Or Bronny, whenever Bronny gets in the league. <laughs> Bronny. <laughs> Bronny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, no, it's got to be Luka for sure. I, I don't really see anyone else kind of really or in the, in the current NBA uh challenging that record so for sure for sure okay so let's uh end off with one team in in the west that we haven't discussed that the clippers they're currently in the fifth seed 32 and 28 they've been uh very disappointing as well uh very up and down but i guess they're kind of building some continuity Kawhi has been playing uh, very good the last 30 games uh hasn't missed as many games uh, they got some. They got rid of Luke Kennard. They got rid of John Wall. Uh, they got back Eric Gordon after a very long time. Bones Highland and Mason Plumlee. Uh, so what do you see for them? Obviously, last season was kind of a throwaway for them. Uh, being Kawhi being out all season, Co- Paul George being out most of the season. Now uh, this season, uh, they look to get back uh, and maybe make a title run. What What do you think for them in the playoffs? But I definitely like the Eric Gordon move for sure. Um, and I'm hearing they might get Westbrook, perhaps. Possibly. I don't know if he, if he's going to be bought out by Utah, so I don't know. But I, I don't know why they would want Westbrook. So <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I think you make a great point. I think Paul George is kind of endorsing him. But I'm not sure if he really wants him there. It would be a disaster. But you know, it's all hinges on, I feel like, health. Kawhi can get some continuity. Uh, it's like you said, he he's playing more games. At one point, he, he didn't play much at all, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but he gets more continuity. Him and PG, great duo. Um, I can see them making a, a, a potential deep run. Okay. I mean, yeah, for sure. Like, it's all hinges. Uh, Barkley says this a lot. Like, they're only going to go as far as this guy takes them. The Clippers are really only going to go as far as Kawhi and Paul George take them. So. Yep. And um, hopefully they we can just uh, see them healthy. That's the main key. And I think they're right up there in an open West. I mean, to, they I think they can go up against Phoenix. They can go up against Golden State, Denver, Memphis, whoever. 
But it's healthy with the best of them, I think. If healthy. Yeah, yeah. If healthy, for sure. (laughs) That's, yeah. And then you just hope, knock on wood, that nothing happens to them injury-wise, to especially to their main players, Kawhi and Paul George. So. Yeah, but uh, we, I feel like we say this every year. The healthiest team usually wins the chip and makes the deep playoff run. Yeah, that's definitely been is, that's definitely been the case the last uh, the last two seasons for sure. It seems like yeah, so seems like yeah. or even that the last three maybe you could say, but yeah. definitely the last two. Like it seems like the the injuries have kind of just hindered kind of uh, what like kind of the true series that we should be seeing, but. We'll see, I mean, kind of what happens this season in the playoffs. But I think uh, that's it kind of as far as the West goes. That Did you have any other teams you wanted to really touch on or trades or anything like that? No. Hopefully we get that final. Uh, I would Since I've been a Laker fan, man, I, I was hoping, especially with like CP and now Paul George, Kawhi, like a Lakers versus Clippers playoff series. I, I think that would be Yeah, so that would be fun. That would be a great man. thing for the city of L.A. Hopefully we, yeah. we can see it happen. Uh the last two times that it should have happened in 06, what the the Lakers lost a three one lead, and, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then in back in twenty twenty the the Clippers lost a three one lead. So the Denver, yeah, that's right, in the bubble, yeah, yeah, I remember. That. Yeah, yeah. So those are two times that we we thought we were gonna see it happen, and it, it didn't happen. But hopefully, hopefully soon, and hopefully when both teams have a good roster, so. That could be this year uh, if Lakers get back and make a run and then Clippers stay healthy. Who knows? Yes, sir. We'll see, man. All right, so let's get into uh, some of the All-Star events. Uh, obviously, they have the Skills Challenge, but we won't really discuss that. We'll start with the Dunk Contest. Uh, so the judges of the Dunk Contest, we got uh, Jamal Crawford, Lisa Leslie, Harold Miner, Dominique Wilkins, and Carl Malone. So... The All-Star Game is being held in Salt Lake City. So, the 2023 All-Star Game. So, the Slam Dunk Contest. Uh, I've heard of these guys, but I haven't really seen much of them. I, I think I've seen the most uh, Kenyon Martin Jr. So, we have Kenyon Martin Jr., Trey Murphy the third on the Pelicans. Kenyon Martin Jr., obviously, on the Rockets. Uh, Mac McClung from the 76ers and Jericho Sims from the Knicks. So out of those four, Jay, who do you think wins the dunk contest? Who's your pick? I'm gonna be real with you. I don't know much, but the, uh, I like the last name Mac McClung, so I'll go with the, <laughs> I'll go with him. Man. Okay. I really don't know these guys. Who, okay. Who yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go Kenyon Martin. Uh, I I just I just like his uh, athletic ability as in game dunking. So that I've seen. So I'm gonna go with Kenyon Martin Jr. So we'll we'll go to the three point contest now before we sign off for the night. A fun fact about I'm looking at Kenny Martin Jr. He, uh, he went to Sierra Canyon School in Chatsworth, man. Yeah, that seems like uh, a lot of uh, top prospects are going there now oh, wow. because of yeah. Uh, what anyway, I digress, man. <laughs> yeah, Bronny. This is the son of Kenyon Martin. Yeah, this is the son of Kenyon Martin. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so a lot of famous uh, players' sons went there. Obviously, Kenyon Martin, Scottie Pippen's son, uh, LeBron's sons, uh, Dwayne Wade's son, and then some other good players like uh, Zaire Williams, Amari Bailey at UCLA currently. So it's wow. becoming a, a really uh, serious school in, in terms of bringing uh, basketball pro- prospects to college and, and the pros. So That's, that's pretty cool, I ain't going to lie. But anyway. Yeah. 
All right, three-point contests. Uh, we got uh, representing the home team, the Jazz. We got Laurie Markinen. We got Jason Tatum from the Celtics. We got Kevin Werder from the Kings. Uh, Tyler Hero from the Heat. Tyrese Halliburton from the Pacers. Buddy Heald from the Pacers as well. Uh, Damian Lillard from the Blazers. And we have Anthony Simons from the Blazers currently, but he got injured last night, so... I'm not sure if he's going to remain in there or who they're going to replace him with. So out of those eight that I mentioned, uh, who do you, who are you taking? Who's your pick? Dame time. Dame time. I'll go with Dame. Yeah, Dame I'm going to agree. I, I like Damian Lillard. I think he's uh, he's a very competitive guy, and he, he likes the spotlight of these things. And I think he's going to come out and shoot the lights out and win that three-point contest. Agreed. Alrighty, so that'll wrap it up for the trade deadline breakdown and the breakdown of the current playoff position. Jay, thank you so much for coming on. Always a pleasure. Pleasure to be here, man. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoy all of the All-Star Weekend festivities, and I'll be back in about, say, a month to maybe break down some NFL uh, free agency, NFL draft stuff. But until then, everyone take care and stay safe.